Welcome to the podcast. This is Life with Jerry Williams. I'm Jerry Williams. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to share another archive interview with an artist, this time Jeremy Camp. That interview originally took place in October of 2018. And we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. But first, this week's good news. The U.S. Marshals Service been busy the past couple of weeks rescuing children. The first story broke out of Atlanta, where U.S. Marshals rescued around 40 kids between the ages of 3 and 17, and many of them were the victims of sex trafficking. Nine people were arrested in that incident. Then in Ohio, Marshals rescued another 25 children as part of Operation Safety Net. Back in 2019, Marshalls assisted in rescuing 295 missing kids. That's certainly good news. The U.S. Marshals doing a very good job. Even in the midst of a pandemic, there's good news to be found. Economists estimate that commuters in America have saved around $91 billion since the beginning of COVID-19 by working from home rather than commuting. Now, that figure includes direct costs and time value, like the time you would have spent sitting in traffic, going to and from work, wear and tear on your vehicle, as well as the cost of gasoline and parking and things like that. And in another coronavirus-related story, FedEx is expecting what they are calling a tsunami of holiday shipping this year as people will be less likely to venture out into crowded brick-and-mortar stores to do their Christmas shopping. Online shopping expected to hit records this season, and in anticipation, FedEx will hire 70,000 seasonal workers. Now, to give a little bit of context here, a little perspective, for the 2019 Christmas shopping season, they brought on 55,000 seasonal workers. If you watch the World Series during the past few decades, you're probably familiar with the voice of Vin Scully. Vin was the announcer for the Dodgers, first in Brooklyn and then in Los Angeles. Vin did play-by-play for the Dodgers from 1950 through the 2016 season. And during that time, he also worked extensively with a few of the television networks doing play-by-play on their games of the week and during the postseason. And you knew, at least I did, that it was going to be a very special game when you heard Vin Scully do the opening and welcome you to the ball game. Well, Vin is retired, but just last week he popped up again on social media. He's joined Twitter and he did a little video and that voice. It's 92 years old, but it is still the voice of Vin Scully talking about what he hopes to accomplish on Twitter with just being able to talk about nice things, good things, just like Vin. Uh, baseball, that kind of stuff. I will share a link to Vin's Twitter profile with you in the show notes of this episode of the podcast in case you would like to follow him on Twitter. And now the top honeybee story of the week. September is honey month. But you know, honeybees can do more than just produce that wonderful sticky food. Research out of Australia shows that honeybee venom may be an effective treatment for a particularly aggressive and hard-to-treat type of breast cancer. Early trials show that the venom is quite effective in killing the cancer cells and keeping them from spreading. That type of breast cancer is what they call triple negative, 
which has no clinically effective targeted therapies currently available. The studies are continuing. It's not yet ready for direct treatment, but hopefully before long, we'll see this bee venom treatment being very effective against this particularly aggressive strain of breast cancer. On this episode of the podcast, we go back into the interview archives to October 2018 for a conversation I had with Jeremy Camp. Jeremy was getting ready to go out on tour with Matthew West and was going to be coming to the Atlanta, Georgia area, which is where I'm based with the Joy FM Georgia. So an opportunity to talk with Jeremy. Since that interview, uh, there's been a movie done about Jeremy's life story called I Still Believe. He's had a couple of other projects come out. I think I first met Jeremy, it had to be back around 2002, 2003, uh, and I've had an opportunity to see him in person and talk a few times. This interview is from October the 18th. We talk about that, what was then an upcoming tour with Matthew West, Uh, Some of the things that Jeremy has noticed that have changed since he began his recording career back around 2000 and also talked a little bit about his family. Here then is that conversation with Jeremy Camp. You're getting ready to go out on this The Answer Slash All In Tour. Yes. That starts. Which I'm very excited about. That, that starts on the 11th, and that show in Michigan is already sold out, I see. Yeah. First time me and Matthew were going to tour together. And so it's definitely one of those things where it's, it's kind of a, a new experiment. And we've been friends for a while. And like, why don't we just tour together? And so we have, and that's what's happened. It's been amazing. So, so you knew him before this? Yeah. So I've known him for, goodness, I don't know how many years now. I've known him for probably 14 years, really well. And so we did a tour together 12 years ago called the Boom and Beyond Measure Tour with Toby Mack, and Matthew opened up. Just from that point on, we became friends. Love that guy. And so you still accepted going out on the road with him. Exactly. Even though you know him. <laughs> yeah, even though I know him, I still want to hang out with him, so that's a good thing. And he still wants to hang out with me, and he knows me. So <laughs> How do you get a word in edgewise with that guy? Oh, my goodness. It's hilarious. We actually, <laughs> like, we've done some promo videos together that are just kind of be, trying to be funny and, and silly. And honestly, he's, he's hilarious. First of all, so I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, for I've, sure. I've seen some of those videos. I'm trying to figure out how to get them either off your website or Facebook or something to share them. Uh, I especially like the one with your boy band. <laughs> Honestly, that was his idea, and he just said, "Hey, why don't we put together this kind of fake boy band idea and just make it a uh, kind of a mock mockumentary thing?" Hi, I'm Jeremy Camp. Hi, I'm Matthew West. You may not know this, but we got our start as a Christian boy band. That's right, Jeremy. Four in the fire. Might have heard of it. But this fall isn't that. It's something even better. That's right. Jeremy Camp, Matthew West. Don't miss it, right, Jeremy? You'll miss some things if you do. We did, and I thought it was hilarious. So was. I'm so glad we did that. Now, you've been doing this since, what, well, your first record came out like 2000, right? 2002. So it's been 16 years. I've been, I did it about three years independently before that. So I've kind of been doing it full-time for, for 19 years, and yeah. which is crazy. Uh, you know, I'm... 27, so you know what I mean? It's like, just yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I checked your birthday, buddy. You're about the age of my son. I know what birthday you just tripped. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I'm so excited, though. I feel like it's going to be the best, best decade of my life, so I'm excited with that. My kids, my daughter's 14. I saw that, my too. My oldest daughter. 
Yeah, my youngest daughter will be 13 in April. My son has turned seven. That's so, great. Kind of a pretty incredible season right now. What for you over the years, 18, 19, 20 years or whatever that you've been doing this for a living, what have you seen change either in your own life or in the way your ministry has progressed or evolved? Is Or is there much of a difference? Yeah, I think that there's always, I mean, culture has shifted so much. I think that the day and age of social media and the day and age of of that and, and accessibility is so much greater that it can be wearing for sure, you know, because there's an expectation because everybody else has at their fingertips a way to engage with people, which is, which is great. But I think for me, it's, it can be hard too, because I'm a, I'm a big time family guy. And so when I come home, I like to just kind of be home and I like to know my family and, and I get on social media and I'll do things and posts. And I think it's, it's relevant for what we're going to do. But I think for me, it's a little bit more difficult because um, some people are, uh, are more wired that way, and I'm not. And so that's changed massively. I think me, I've grown tremendously too, and there's there's just a sense of, uh, I don't know, a more, in a good way, narrowed vision where I know what, I'm, I know what God's calling me to do. I'm called to minister the gospel, go around the world and, and preach the good news. And so I know that, and it's, may, it's way more than just all these kind of irons in the fire. I've just said no a lot to a lot more things now than I used to, and I think that's a good thing. Things have changed in that. Where I just said no, if it's not going to be beneficial to what God is wanting to do, then I don't want to do it. And so it's brought a lot more peace for sure in what I'm doing, and we're just doing great. Family's doing great. It's been a really, really sweet season for sure. What do you see in the future for Jeremy Camp? What do you hope happens in the next five years, ten years? Man, um, you know, honestly, we have a ministry called Speaking Louder Ministries, and we do overseas missions work, and, you know, I do outreaches and helps projects. So we've, we built a medical facility in, in Tebe, Uganda. We went and played there and did an outreach. 35,000 people showed up, had 1,000 people respond to the gospel. This is kind of stuff that people just don't know really that I do. And that's kind of my passion, going and doing missions. And so I think that that's going to be a thing that I'll be focusing more on, you know, five to ten years, uh, more missional things and, and helps projects and just kind of uh, reaching out worldwide. So I'm excited about that. Now, what, what do the kids do when you're on the road? They, they do music. Um, they do drama. Of course, they, they homeschool. They go on the road with me quite a bit. Oh, good. They homeschool. And so they come on the road with me quite a bit. And so that's been nice. Um, and, they, yeah, my son plays baseball. Um, he does drama as well and music and plays piano. They all they all play piano and all do voice lessons and that's what from their own accord that's what they want to do. And we did we we've not really ever forced them to do it. We just know that they have a gift and we've asked them if they want to and they all want to. So that's which is great. And um, so you almost brought me to tears when you said your son plays baseball instead of soccer. I'm just so happy to hear that. <laughs> I love that you just said that. No, honestly, I nothing against soccer at all because I, I think soccer is awesome. I just I never grew up playing soccer, no. so I just never I just didn't have that thing in me. But I played up. I grew up playing baseball, so watching my son play baseball is like the best. That was one of my favorite artist interviews of all time, simply because we talked about Jeremy Camp's son playing baseball and not soccer. That's a true American, there, buddy, Jeremy Camp. That interview took place originally in October of 2018. There are a lot of people in need in our world, perhaps now as much if not more than ever before with so many people struggling 
financially because of COVID-19 and all the ramifications that has had with the shutdown of so much of our society, people's jobs going away, people's businesses being closed. Add on to that the continuing turmoil and violence uh, surrounding protests in some of our major cities. These are very, very difficult times and a lot of people struggling, some of them for the very first time. Some of those needs are obvious. Many people go without what we consider to be the bare necessities of food and shelter. Other needs, though, are a little more internal, hidden from plain sight. Things like the need for companionship or acceptance, the need for understanding and forgiveness and love. Those kinds of needs can be kind of tricky to spot. As Christians, we have a duty to recognize those needs and seek to meet them. Now, that may seem a little overwhelming, but when we answer Jesus's call to meet needs, he stands right beside us. In fact, when we follow his command to reach out and meet needs, he multiplies our efforts. All four of the Gospels record the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. When Jesus heard that his cousin, John the Baptist, had been murdered by Herod, Jesus went away to a secluded place by himself. Now, I can only imagine the grief that Jesus experienced, even though he had known all along that John would wind up being beheaded. Well, the people followed Jesus. They were waiting on the shore because he had gone out in a boat to be by himself. Jesus had compassion on the people and began healing and teaching them. And the day wore on, and as evening fell, the disciples asked Jesus to send the crowds away so that they could go to nearby villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus' response to the disciples was, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. You see, the disciples saw the need. The people were getting hungry and had to go get something to eat, but they didn't seek to meet it themselves. But when told by Jesus that it was up to them, well, they looked around for what they had. They came up short, or at least they thought they had. A little boy had five loaves and two fish, they told Jesus. So Jesus took that little bit of food, blessed it, and had the disciples distribute it to the crowd. Now, after everyone had eaten their fill, there was 12 baskets of leftovers. And the biblical account tells us there were some 5,000 men fed, not including the women and children. Some 2,000 years later, we're still telling and in awe of this story. No matter how little we think we have to offer, Jesus will use it to meet needs and accomplish his will. But the offering of what we have is up to us. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you will take the time to subscribe. And if your podcast platform allows it, give us a five-star rating and maybe a review that will help other people find the podcast as well. Coming up on the next episode of Life with Jerry Williams, the plan is to talk with Bill and Betty Murphy, another installment of our segment, How We Met. Bill and Betty Murphy will celebrate their 70th wedding anniversary, 70th, 7-0, on September the 8th, 2020. 
20. Now, that's the plan. I have not yet had that conversation with Bill and Betty. I've been talking with one of their sons about setting it up. The plan is to have it done in time to be in the next episode. But you know how those things go. I'm just giving you a heads up. That's what we hope to do next time. If we don't, we will get around to it. Uh, Also, in the show notes of this episode, I will have that link to Vin Scully's Twitter profile in case you're interested in following him on Twitter. What a great guy Vin Scully is. And and I've been following him since he came on Twitter. Some very good stuff there. Hopefully you'll take a minute or two to take a look at Vin Scully's Twitter feed. So thank you so much for uh, allowing me to be a part of your day today. Again, please do subscribe. And we will see you on the next episode of Life with Jerry Williams.